welcome to the VitaFoods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the latest science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastionza, editor. Hi, and thanks for tuning into this VitaFoods Insights podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Tobias Meller, who is the CEO at Tiny Technologies. This is a young company that's headquartered in Germany, specializing in technology that improves bioavailability of active ingredients. Thanks for joining me, Tobias. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here, Charlie. So today we're talking about Tiny Technologies' area of expertise, which is in bioavailability challenges and how these actually relate to the nutritional efficacy of finished products. So we know that consumers turn to nutraceuticals because they are health conscious, they want natural ingredients, but they also do need to trust that what they've put in their bodies is actually helping them work towards their goal of what they're looking to achieve nutritionally. And I think a number of food supplement manufacturers are quite challenged with the low bioavailability nature of a number of different ingredients. And these obviously have a perpetuated effect on dosage, side effects, delivery, efficacy, and even compatibility with other ingredients. So I'm really excited to dive into this discussion with you, Tobias, on how you're tackling this industry-wide issue. But before that, tell us a little bit about your background and what Tiny Technologies does as a company. So I'm Tobias Meller, 32 years old, and I'm a chemist, did my PhD studies in technical chemistry. I work as a research engineer at BASF. Now I'm the CEO of the startup company Tiny Technologies. To make it simple, we develop and produce bioavailability optimization systems. When the team came together, we were a group of dedicated scientists and economists who had made it their goal to demonstrably improve people's quality of life with our products. And this is basically what we've been doing for the last three years, researching systems to improve the bioavailability, using them to make products, to make active ingredients more bioavailable, more tolerable. Thanks for that background. It's so great to have a young, innovative company on the show because these are really the companies that are able to scale and move and create change quite quickly. So let's get into the topic of what we're here to discuss. I really want to start with understanding some of these common challenges surrounding unlocking the best possible bioavailability in active ingredients. When we think of brand owners who are looking to launch a product to the market and they are investigating certain ingredients of interest that will meet some of the health claims that they're looking to put on a product, could you walk us through some of the challenges that I think brands maybe don't foresee? What are some of the challenges that we can run into when you are developing a new product to launch to market, especially if you are dealing with an ingredient type that people don't actually understand is quite tricky to formulate? If you started looking what sort of products, what sort of ingredients are being sold on the supplement market, 40 to 50% are fat-soluble substances, and almost all of them suffer from low bioavailability. For most compounds, the bioavailability is below 10%. So you take them in orally, um, they are transported to your liver, metabolized your body. Um, what your body does is make them more water-soluble and they just excrete it. So you don't really use them. There is 90% of them don't really have a benefit for you. So there's lots of room for improvement. And what we did, we were looking at the scientific literature what can you do to improve the bioavailability? What systems are available? On the market, there are liposomes, 
They are relatively common for the last 10, 15 years have they been around. And they do bring some opportunities like increased bioavailability, but they suffer from stability issues. They usually don't taste great. These are some of the key accounts we wanted to tackle. If we look at B2C company, they want to sell a product and they want unique selling points. There is a lot of generic products. Everyone sells curcumin, everyone sells CoQ10 in capsules or as powder. But generally, these products are all the same. And you can advertise by saying it is vegan, it is non-GMO, but those products don't really stand out. Low bioavailability makes these products inefficient. As I said, if you look at fat-soluble substances, less than 10% are really taken in, transported to your bloodstream where they can have positive effect you desire. And with that comes a poor cost efficiency. What most companies do is they just advise you to take more of their powder or more of their capsules, but this increases the risk for side effects. You take in a higher amount of active ingredient, which also leads to more metabolites being produced by your liver, so higher risk of side effects. And on the customer side, there is a growing understanding of what bioavailability means and how important it is if you're looking at specific health products or supplements. So there is an understanding and with that comes demand for high quality, a demand for high efficacy products with a reasonable cost efficiency. I like that you highlighted that there are a lot of products that are competing on the market. As you say, we are seeing a lot of products labeled very similarly, promoting CoQ10 or promoting things like curcumin as key active ingredients. And we on the supply chain side of things know that they're quite tricky in terms of how bioavailable they are and, and therefore how efficacious they are, I think, for the end consumer. Thank you also for sort of walking us through how the body actually absorbs some of these nutrients and how a lot of these brands are looking to overcome the issue of low viability by just increasing the amount of the active ingredient, which obviously is creating a lot of side effects problems for the consumer. And that obviously we know if they have a bad experience taking a certain supplement, then you're not getting any repeat purchases and that brand will struggle with the success of its sales. So Tobias, when you looked at the market and this quite common issue across the industry, I think, of being tackled, how did you identify how your company is positioned to address this problem. What does Tiny Technology offer in order to overcome the issue of bioavailability challenges? You've worked on this for a number of years. Can you walk us through how you sort of assessed the market, looked for a solution to be provided and then roll that out through all of the work and science that you've done into creating this technology? Of course, we started by looking at the available products, the products that are set to increase the bioavailability, predominantly liposomal formulations. And there are quite a lot on the market. Um, you can differentiate between the ones that are all natural and the ones that contain artificial ingredients. Basically, the ones with the artificial ingredients work quite well. They form small particles and come to the point where this is important. But being made of artificial ingredients is not what the customer wants. And of course, they increase the risk for side effects being less tolerable by the human body. On the other side, you have the natural systems, but they suffer from low stability and they don't increase the bioavailability as much as is needed. 
Now to start with the point, what is the optimal bioavailability enhancement system? Now you have a watery solution and in that you have lipid particles. These are small spherical particles that contain the active ingredient. And the key element to improve the bioavailability is make these particles smaller and smaller. When you have particles below 100 nanometers, their uptake by the body is increased dramatically. They lead to higher bioavailability and also they are much more stable because particles that small, they don't coalesce, they don't flow into each other, build higher and larger and larger particles until there is no system left. So this is what we did. We looked into the scientific literature, into the processing techniques and the formulations. We screened what gives you the best and the smallest, the most stable systems. And we used this knowledge and looked for an all-natural system that delivers what we were desiring. The smallest particles, the highest stability and the highest stability and the high capacity for active ingredients. This is basically where we started. And of course, we compared our systems to the ones available on the market. We centrifuged them and we did see that there were solid particles in some of the liposomes available on the market. And on the other hand, we stored them under increased temperature. And we saw our system was stable. It was a homogeneous mixture, while other systems basically decomposed. Uh, they separated into an oil phase and a water phase. Thanks, Tobias. It's great to hear this overview of what Tiny Technologies does and how your science reduces these particles to basically increase uptake in the body. I think that's really promising for improving the overall efficacy of the finished product and tackling some of these problematic ingredients that really do make a more impactful difference to consumers. I have a question around how this gets promoted to the end consumer because the consumer obviously does not know and understand the process that goes into enhancing the bioavailability of these ingredients and they obviously have very little way most of the time of measuring the difference in their bodies unless it's something that's got an external benefit. So when we think of brands or ingredients companies that want to partner with a company like Tiny Technologies to improve the overall efficacy of their finished product, how do you see the brands communicating the story of this to the end consumer in order to build the trust in the product, the trust in the industry, I think, and to really keep on investing in food supplements and obviously overall sort of meeting their own nutritional needs? This is basically a question of communication. What we at Tiny Technology want to do, what is most important to us, is that we can prove all our claims. As I said, I think quite a lot, we are a scientific-based company. Every claim we have, we prove. You can just conduct bioavailability studies. Of course, the best way to do it is do in vivo study following pharmaceutical standards which gives you a clear answer, does your system work? Does it really help to improve the bioavailability? But it is also quite expensive and time consuming. We are doing this with an external partner to prove the claims we make. And on the other side, we are developing an in vitro model. So a laboratory based experiment showing that our system improves the bioavailability compared to let's say a standard, just the active ingredient dissolved in oil or a solid dispersed in water. 
Thanks for sharing that. I, I agree. There's been a lot of investment, I think, in the clinical trial side of things, especially amongst food supplements and being held to a pharmaceutical standard. I think we see that the more that pharma also comes into the space, they're really redefining the standard of science amongst natural ingredients as well. Unfortunately, I think proactive consumers are doing a lot of their own research. They are investigating the brands that they want to support. I think they're quite conscious of how many false products are on the market. It's extremely overwhelming. I think you just need to search a supplement to be completely overwhelmed by the options in there. So how do you choose the most optimal product? So I completely agree with you. I think the brand story really does need to reflect that communication. This has obviously just been launched. Really, really exciting for your team. What's next? I'm sure you're just breathing relief that you've sort of gone out to market with the launch of your new technology. What will you be focusing on for the next couple of years? To make it simple, I will focus on research. <laughs> <laughs> our goal is to always improve our systems, to develop new systems. That's why we work in close cooperation with the University of Hamburg. There are our laboratories. We have advisors from the pharmaceutical field. And we just filed our first patent. Very proud of it. It sure shall not be our last patent. What we did just recently during the course of a master thesis from really a brilliant student researcher, we developed the first all-natural self-emulsifying system. If you like, I could talk a little bit in detail about that. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Quite excited about this development. Now, a self-emulsifying system is basically a premix. So you got an oil phase, a solvent, an emulsifier, and the active ingredient mixed in the right ratios and with the right choice of ingredients. And if you add water to this premix, it forms a spontaneous emulsion in the nanoscale, giving the same advantages as, for example, our nano emulsion. So what you can do with the system because it is basically just the oil phase and the emulsifier, it does have a really high capacity. And you can fill it into a capsule, take it in orally, and by contact with the insides of your stomach, it forms spontaneously stable emulsions, which are much more bioavailable than the simple active ingredient just dissolved in the oil. Now, this is what we do. We develop new systems. What we are currently working on, for example, is we are spray drying our emulsions, our liposomes, to get powder, which is water-soluble and basically gives you back the emulsion that the system was before. You can use it to add fat-soluble, high bioavailable substances to your food powders, to supplements, let's say, in the field of sport ingredients. Spice, thanks. That is so fascinating. I'm really excited about all the work that you and your team are working on and developing for this market. It's so important to have scientists at the forefront of some of the biggest challenges of the industry and actively address those so that we can develop the next generation of amazing supplements that are really, really valuable for the end consumer. Tobias, it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. To all of our listeners, if you're interested in some of the tiny sphere and tiny sim technologies that Tobias highlighted during this discussion, I really, really encourage you to visit the link. It'll be linked in the body of this podcast. So please just head over there and, and take a look at the amazing work that's going into this. But Tobias, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Many thanks. Thanks.